holy night, the cranks are skipping Christmas. Tim and Jamie need some fuck off money. What a stellar cast. Too bad they phoned it in. It's the movie with changing messages. Fall on your knees. Pray you never watch it. Oh, movie puerile. Oh, movie. I didn't smile. Oh, what? Oh, what were they thinking with this movie? The music. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What will they think? It's Santa Brendan, or Brendan Claus. It's Santa Wall. There you go. Uh, Am I getting paid for this? No, but Santa doesn't get paid, so you deal with it. Ciao. Wow. Fuck. All right, see you, Santa. So much for the Christmas spirit. What a dick. Right? Oh, it's another episode of What Were They Thinking? It is December, mm-hmm. meaning Christmas-themed all month, and, uh, you know, I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And for those of you who may be, I don't know, tuning in for the first time, what do we do, Nathan? We talk about a bad to questionable movie. Yep. And break it down so you don't have to. <laughs> first wrestling reference right in there. Break it down! Burn out, burn out, burn uh, now, this is where I surprise everyone, including my co-host, because we have a guest! What? Ha-ha! <laughs> we have a guest on this show, Long John Silver herself. <laughs> Mariah, Mariah's here. Hi, Nathan. Hello! <laughs> Let me get you a chair here, and then another one yeah. for your gargantuan penis. Yes, can't forget that. Uh, but we are talking about a Christmas classic... <laughs> Classic. Yep. <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks. Mm-hmm. Starring Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Dan Aykroyd, M. Emmett Walsh. Yep. Cheech Martin. Cheech, well, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Uh, uh, sure. Jake Martin. Busey. No, no, Cheech Martin, the Mexican brother of Dean Martin. Cheech Martin. Yeah. Uh, Jake Busey, the Mexican brother of Gary Busey. Yeah. Eric Per Sullivan. Yeah, oh yeah. Mal- uh, Malcolm in the Middle's Dewey. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, other people. A plethora of 
talented folk. Like people you've seen in movies, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh, and like Matt Walsh. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Walsh for a five second cameo. Yeah. Yes. My family loves this movie. Man. So yeah. if they listen to this, their hearts are gonna break. They're already their hearts are already broken. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> um, want to start out this uh this this episode by saying that this movie is based on a novel by John Grisham. Yeah. I saw that. The guy who wrote The Firm. Yep. <laughs> and like 99% writes legal thrillers. So it's basically like if Stephen King wrote a Christmas movie. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd totally watch that. <laughs> but would you but but yeah. would you watch it though like Stephen King writing a Christmas movie that would have that had like nothing to do with any of his usual stuff? I still <laughs> I well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, Shawshank Redemption isn't particularly horrific. No. So, true. I mean, there's that. <clears throat> I mean, there is a prison rape scene. Yeah, but I mean, if you <laughs> stack it up next to, say, Pet Cemetery or Christine, mm-hmm. it's it's not really a horror movie. Yeah. So, I mean just stepping outside his comfort zone the old john grisham here well maybe he should have stayed inside his comfort zone because well i he think did... he kept a toe in there because <laughs> tim allen did work for a law firm yeah well i mean okay so this is this movie is like i said based on a john grisham novel it's based on a book book called skipping christmas mm-hmm. which honestly should have been the title for this movie probably yeah, that's would have been a much better it title yeah yeah um i was looking up information about the book the book wasn't even that well received either basically people saying stick to what you know john grisham (laughs) stay in your lane (laughs) um but according to the details i was reading about the book the movie is very 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 close to the source material proof that this doesn't always necessarily equal gold no so sometimes like when they say like the movie is like the book is better than the movie yeah. This one was definitely This like, one you eh. could say the 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 movie is equal to the book. Okay. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> um so I so I do have a little bit of background here. So they were looking for a uh, a set a, a place to build the set for this movie about 15 weeks before they started filming. Oh. Um Jesus. they chose a parking lot of a former Boeing aircraft factory in Downey, California. So the rest of the so the first three weeks were spent on designing the houses with assistance from uh, you know construction coordinators etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. But in the next twelve weeks, uh, hundreds of carpenters, plasters, and painters working uh, had had built what would become the largest exterior set ever for a movie, uh, being more than seven hundred feet long and including sixteen houses. So oh you had God. the core five houses, which are like you know the the cranks, the Frohmeyers, the Shields, the Beckers, the Trogdens, whatever. They're the main families. Mm-hmm. Um, including full ground floors that are dressed, uh, set dressed that you could see into. And the second floor of the cranks was built on a soundstage. So this is the thing. So the producer, I do have a point to all this. <laughs> the producer, uh, Michael Barnathan, claimed that the, the, the money spent to build this set, which was excessive, obviously, um, would pay off because this set would later be available for other movies, TV series, and other commercials to to use. However... Due to health complaints from the locals over toxic residues from <laughs> from the factory and lack of profit, the studio closed in 2012. Uh, the, the, sorry, the set closed in 2012, and it was demolished to build a mall. Wow. 
So, so it was too toxic to shoot movies at, but perfectly fine to shop at. Yeah, too okay. toxic to oh, wow. keep up after the the movie was uh, wrapped. Well, pay Paradise and you put up a parking lot. That's for a mall. right. Uh, Paradise. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, just to give you an idea of how quickly this whole thing came together, um, the producer. Read the script on a Sunday, bought it on a Monday, decided he wanted to, sorry, the director, uh, decided he wanted to direct it on the Tuesday, and by Friday, they had cast Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. The following Monday morning, they started pre-production. What the fuck? That's so fast. Well, I'm, I, that's interesting and all, to find out how quickly it came together, but I'm really more interested in the how quickly it all fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> Just as quickly as it came together. Yeah. Luther Crank sounds like a Ninja Turtles villain. <laughs> it does. That's the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> uh, but let's tell the, the let's tell the tale of Christmas with the with the Cranks, Nathan. Well, uh, we start off and we're already kind of depressed because both Luther and his wife are laying in bed, just looking miserable. Because that's how you want to start a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> Right away, I'm like, oh, this doesn't bode well. Well, I mean, they're they are depressed for good reason. Their daughter is shipping off to the Peace Corps, and mm. she's not going to be home for Christmas. Uh, in the jungles of Peru, which I looked it up, the Peace Corps will never go to like the jungles, <laughs> like in like a place like that. They would go to like the coast or like stateside, but they'll never go like deep into the jungle. No. Where, you know, you could Revolutionaries be Revolutionaries are. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much so that they're like... Even uh, Tim Allen says, You know, don't worry about it. She'll be fine. She's just in Peru. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm sure she won't get wrapped up with a bunch of Tupac Amaru and uh, arrested and and uh, sentenced to, like, ten years of for a crime she didn't commit. Uh, you know, just like what happened to the nice Berenson lady. You have no idea what... T- Lori Berenson, she was... <laughs> An activist, uh, American activist in Peru who got, uh, she got jammed up because the Peruvian government said she was, uh, colluding with, uh, local revolutionaries. And she ended up doing, like, ten years in prison, uh, because she was, you know, tried in a kangaroo court and sentenced (laughs) for helping out revolutionaries. Kangaroo court sounds like a really fun, like, kids show. Mm, It sounds super fun until, you know, you're in one and you have to do ten years in a Peruvian prison. (laughs) But the kangaroos would be so cute. (laughs) They actually, they look cute, but apparently they're dicks. Real dicks. It's it's like a segment, it's like a segment on Captain Kangaroo. Kangaroo court. (laughs) Now you're being tried for crimes against humanity that you didn't commit. But we think you're guilty anyways. Play the song, Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. But yeah. So anyway, she goes to Peru. Yeah. To, to the Peace Corps. They're very sad. They're very depressed. Um, uh, she. She. I noticed she didn't bring any luggage. Not no, unless they had already checked it. I don't. Because I see them. You see them going uh, to the airport. I mm-hmm. think arriving, and yep. she's got nothing. Yeah. No. Uh, she's like, bye guys, love you, and this is, uh, they are traveling on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like the busiest 
travel day. It didn't look super busy at the airport. <laughs> nope, that's when, that's when you, you forget to call the extras. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make it look busy. Did you call the 500 extras? Whoopsie doodles. <laughs> <laughs> so they show up, and, you know, they're very sad, very depressed. Which, by the way, to start a movie like this is odd in the first place, because we don't know who any of these characters are yet. And, yeah. I don't know, to, to make to make it so that, like, oh, we're very sad that Blair is leaving. We're like, okay, we don't really know who Blair is, but sure, whatever. I'm on board, I guess. Um, but then this movie just, ne- it takes a long time to get out of this, like, depression funk. <laughs> so much so that they're, they're driving in the rain. Right. In the uh, driving, pouring rain. So, <laughs> the last couple movies, what? So in the car scene, we see her going through the camera, but we never actually see her go- take the photo with Blair. And, and who takes that photo? <laughs> oh, because <no idea. laughs> uh, at the was it like at the airport? Yes. Okay. Maybe they got a, a nice sky cap to help them out. <laughs> Goof one of ten million. <laughs> uh, so they're sitting in the car. And they're having this riveting conversation about getting chocolate in the store. And, you know, Tim Allen's like, ah, it's raining. I can't get rained on. And she's like, go get it. He's like, ah. And he ain't sugar. He won't <laughs> melt. Get out there. I just want to play a clip of, like, one of the exchanges here. So he goes in to get the chocolate. And then he forgets something. And just, like, it's so... The comic timing is really weird here. I'll just play this clip. What's the matter? I just talked to Blair. She called from the plane. She called from the airplane? Do you have any idea how much it costs to call from an airplane? Go ahead. How is she? She's fine. She misses us. over there. I could... What? You didn't get the white chocolate. I didn't have any. What? Did you talk to Rex? Who's Rex? The butcher. As odd as it sounds, I didn't think of asking the butcher where the chocolate was. But I will. Thank you. I'll go talk to Rex right now. Maybe he'll wonder why I'm all wet. That is literally the level of... It's like it's like a, a, a bit deleted, like a cut out of an old Seinfeld script or something. He makes a solid point, though. Uh, yeah, but the, it's it just feels so sad. I don't know. It just feels so tired. It's like the, there's no there's no zip on like the back and forth. It's just did you go to the butcher? I didn't go to the butcher. You go to the chocolate? It's, it's chocolate. Like it's just, who, it just feels like and, it feels like neither of them give a fuck. Yeah, who goes to the butcher for chocolate though? Well, they I didn't right? go to the butcher for the you, the butcher was in the store, like it's a department. I don't don't feel that they went just like to you know Olson's Meats to get chocolate. Yeah, right. it just it it just like it feels like there's. I think this goes for almost everyone in this movie. It just feels like there's no commitment from anyone on anything. Well, I mean, there's there's that. I mean, there is also the fact that you know they're empty nesters and you know they've been beaten down severely by life, uh, so much so that. All they have is chocolate from the butchery. <laughs> my my comments were basically like, is this a comedy scene? <laughs> like, 
Well, if it's if you, delivered like a drama. If you were wondering if this is being played for yucks, we are reassured in just a few moments uh, when the canopy just soaks Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, because with it, with an unrealistic amount of water. Yes. <laughs> many times. There's another time that happens too. Yeah, and this time, uh, yeah, like he was at the this scene, uh, he was trying to uh, cross... Uh, and he was trying to cross like a like a puddle, yes. and then he got like splashed. We saw that the first time in the same scene. He comes back to the car and says he didn't get them. He goes back out, and then the Santa, <clears throat> talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> he offers him an umbrella, and he's like, "No." And then that's when the canopy thing happens. So like two physical comedy things happen, and I'm just like. Uh, 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 are we supposed to laugh? Like, I feel bad, but like... <laughs> I feel bad? <laughs> like, Ryan has trying. empathy. They're trying. I have empathy for this. They're trying. And that's, I guess, kind of the thing with it, because it is kind of all over the place. Yes. Well, and so we start off the movie by being very, it's very depressing. Then we get, like, physical gags. We get a lot. We get some slapstick, and then we get like moments of like attempts at sentiment. Uh, sent, uh, sorry, sentimentality, right? That's the mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Yep. And then we go. We just like keep going, zipping back and forth, and it's like choose a tone. And yeah. we have a Santa selling umbrellas. He, who like I've never seen a Santa sell umbrellas. <laughs> and you've probably never asked a butcher where the chocolate is. Oh so damn! Things you, are I mean, weird in this movie universe. It's the, the a amount circle of, of life. The, what? <laughs> All comes back in a circle. The amount of times Nathan, I've had to tell, remind Mariah to ask the butcher for where the chocolate is. Oh, I'd, no if you had a quarter for every time, eh? Yeah, I'd have almost be, a quarter. Be making I'm money sure in a really know weird where the way. Is, <laughs> uh, but anywho, this is so, where he oh, sees the ad <laughs> advertisement for yes. cruises, and the gears start turning. Pay attention to what they're wearing in the ad. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> so they end up driving off and, uh, you know, he gets an idea. So the next day he goes to work and starts crunching some numbers. Yep. Uh, you know, at the office. And he, he comes home and he tells Jamie Lee Curtis, he's like, listen, I've got, I've got an exciting idea for, I've got something exciting to show you. And she's like, oh, we're going to fuck. Oh, oh no. It's Saturday a, night. Yes, there it is. Yeah, yes. here's the thing. This movie's not PG-13. This movie's PG. Yeah. There are several references to Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis having sex. No, thank you. Nasty. They never say that. They just it's, say it's not Saturday. Uh, she mounts him. But it's not even Saturday. But they definitely fucked. Brendan, but it's not even Saturday, so... Okay, shut up, everyone. <laughs> um, I like how she, like, messes her hair up, too. And he's like, put your buttons back on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she tussles her hair to look... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll be right back. And, yeah, she starts, like, getting undressed and shit. And he I'm just like... drinks a bunch of wine. And I'm just like... <laughs> No, yeah, she's, she's no. getting relaxed because apparently they get their freak on. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, move everything off the table. She's like, oh, I close the curtains. <laughs> close the curtains. Jamie Lee Curtis's catchphrase in this movie is, oh, <laughs> she, she says uh... it over 
And over. We got Paul Bear as a. And over. Again. <laughs> and the thing is, she she doesn't just use it for one meaning. Like she does it when she's obviously horny. She does it when she's nervous. She does it when she's excited. Scared. Not the non-horny excited. <laughs> oh, it's like we don't have a line here, Jamie. Just react. <laughs> Ooh, yes. <laughs> My Tim Allen! <laughs> Luther actually would have fit really well with that voice. There you go. Luther! So, Tim Allen has this whole thing ready where he has, like, you know, Caribbean music on a boombox ready to go. Yep. And he has this Hawaiian shirt on. And uh, he says, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do this year. We're going to skip Christmas. And go on vacation. And I'm just wondering if they decided to change the title because the title is spoken in the movie. I mean... I mean, usually doesn't stop people from doing it, but... I like when they do it, because I will, like... Yeah, because she nudges me every single time. (laughs) In the middle of the theater, literally, someone, Uh, like, we saw... uh, uh, It's like Fantastic Beasts, and someone says, oh... Grindelwald's crimes and she's like eh? Eh? I was reading a book and it was called The Christmas Sisters and they said it in the book and I was like I just moved my elbows I was like eh? <laughs> he's like what are you doing they said the title I, I like that I, I wasn't there when it happened why are you nudging me exactly <laughs> I'm like are you nudging the air again and they never said Christmas at the Cranks in this movie. No, because it's a terrible title. It's an I awful guess it's title. just another Christmas with the Cranks. It's funny because the they're gonna they're gonna skip Christmas and yeah. they live in the Midwest, right? Where I feel that sort of thing just isn't done. Mm. Yeah, no. But it also I feel not met. With as much venom as it is in this movie? Well, no. And I also feel that uh, for the stuff that Luther does, he didn't need to do. If he just wanted to skip Christmas or just keep it low-key, he didn't have to do... He didn't have to be a dick is basically what I'm getting at. Because there are several times after they set the plan in motion that he is just a blue-vein dick to everyone. Rather than just being like, okay, well, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, no, well, sure, we'll put up some decorations. It's no big deal. Just be aware, we're going away for Christmas. We won't be here for Christmas. But sure, we'll put some Christmas decorations up. Because, hey, you're our friends and our neighbors, and it's our community. Because apparently they're a close-knit community. But, yeah, they also, like, spent, like, last year on Christmas, they spent $6,000 on Christmas. So Right? Also, I have a question. I have a question. Has anyone ever spent money on ornament repair? On ornament repair? That's one thing they listed. You know what ornament repair is to me? New ornaments. Think about it. Their their street, the stuff that we saw, the, the rest of the houses are quite ornately done. Yeah, it's a cult. That's here's it here's the other thing too is that everybody in this it's movie called Christianity, Mariah. <laughs> yeah, yeah a cult. That, 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 that's what she said. Yeah. Okay, but everybody. Here's the other thing too is that everybody on this street is super rich, and it's just like, oh, so we have to care about a bunch of rich people too. On top of all that, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they've yeah. never done that in a Christmas movie. No, just, but, yeah. like, normally, normally they, like, you know, they have some kind of thing... I don't know. It's just weird that, like, that money's never an issue. Like, normally that's, like, a thing that comes up in Christmas movies once mm-hmm. in a while. But it's just, no, we're really sad and we're very rich and Merry Christmas. It's very heartfelt. Feel bad for us. It's like, they treat it like it's a big deal that they're skipping Christmas Christmas, and they're like, oh my god, oh my god, like, we can't have you, like, you can't have your, like, your Christmas Eve party and stuff. It's just like, who cares? I'd let them be them. <laughs> but, it, it, but that's the thing. This neighborhood is more than just a collection of houses placed close together. I get a feeling that there's a lot more interplay with the relationships that go on in the neighborhood. So for one family to just suddenly be like, nope, fuck y'all. You're right. It's a Stepford Wives community, basically. (laughs) Because all of the people in the town are psychos. Yes, they are. Uh, So... Okay, first of all, Luther, I will I will grant this to you, doesn't need to send out a memo to all his colleagues about how they're skipping Christmas. Right. But also on the other side, they probably don't need to react like, oh, Scrooge, humbug. <laughs> as, as if like, you know, because I feel like he's their boss. I like when he was typing up the memo and he, he mentions in the memo, because we're hearing the... Uh, the monologue while he's typing the memo about how Blair joined the Peace Corps and he rolls his eyes and shakes his head at his daughter joining the Peace Corps. I didn't even like realize that. Wow. He's just, he's super cynical, like (laughs) even more so than usual. Wait. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I wish he had done that at least once in this movie. Oh, that'd been great. Yeah, no, Save no such, <laughs> no such, no such fan service for us home improvement fanboys. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what is this show now? That the last bullshit. man standing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, it, hilariously, there's like a greeting card czar that starts chasing Jamie Lee Curtis too, and he's like, "Why aren't you ordering greeting cards? You always place your order this time of year. Uh, I'm gonna need that order soon." This is where we find out that the town is super judgy. Mm. Yeah, because, like, in the scene in the restaurant, like, he follows her to the restaurant (laughs) where she's, like, sitting with her friends that we see, like, later on. But, like, as you can see them talking, he sits at the table in back of them and talks behind her back and, like, Mm. points to her. And stares at her as if we're in a horror movie. (laughs) Also, was there any point, like, and I'm not saying this as a knock towards this actress at all, but was there any point in casting Caroline Ray? No. In 2004, I mean, I mean, she was still doing stuff. Yeah. I, I, like, she is, she's got, like, what, like, three or four lines in this movie? Two well, very quick scenes? I mean, Jake Busey and Cheech Marin are in the movie, and I, I feel I, they could have done better. I'd argue they, ha- they had more to do than she did, though. Yes. Yes, they did. In fact, they do play an integral part of the plot. She has one, two scenes, Caroline yeah. Ray does, and one is this here, where Jamie Lee is telling her friends that we're skipping Christmas, and then later, when she comes in at the Salvation Army soup kitchen, and she's all heartbroken because they've found out that one of their neighbors' cancer has come back. Yes, which is just, like, inserted into the movie, out of nowhere, like yeah. an RKO. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I also, I mean, this is going back a little bit, but I just want to say, I also like the, well, I don't know if I like, but it's funny that, like, one of their conflicts when they're about to skip Christmas is their donation to the to the church and the hospital. It, it, that, But don't worry, because that conflict is literally wrapped up in about 30 seconds. It feels like it's going to be a major point of contention, but she's like, and he's like, no, no, we're skipping everything. And she's like, no, you make that donation or we're not doing it. And then he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, this that's, that's how marriage works I know but like you think that's going to be a thing for at least a little bit and it's literally wrapped up immediately well yeah if they if they let that drag out we wouldn't have time for all the slapstick shenanigans and tomfoolery and it's like we really relate to those characters because we're all making $600 charitable donations is this the part where the like the, the kids with the trees comes by yeah. Yes. And so they like, have a fantastic entendre. Yeah. My no- I wrote oh, a note nope. down here. I wrote Mrs. A note. Crank likes the big ones. That was my note. That was my note. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very subtle. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But then he's like, no, we're not getting a tree. And so, of course, they all go over to the the truck that the scouts are driving around in delivering Christmas trees and they're like they just stiffed us on a tree and, and they're they... all like chatting with amongst each other kids stay out of the suburbs if you can okay that's my uh, my gift my Christmas gift to you is the advice stay out of the suburbs as much as possible because it's filled with nothing but caddy back talkers and homeowners associations but they do talk to the scariest man in town Dan Aykroyd. You can spot his balding spot from oh, miles away. And we are going to talk at length about him because he has, I don't know what kind of stroke or pull this guy has, but, uh, the you know, the president's got nothing on this guy. He's basically a mob boss. Kind like of. That. With, like, connection, with, like, political connections. <coughs> He's, like, but, the head of the Community Homeowners Association. <laughs> but the funniest thing is... Like, they they cut to him, and he does this slow turnaround as if we're supposed to be terrified of Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a line which, I don't know if you caught, it may have been a Ghostbusters reference. Did you catch this? It's like... Who's he gonna call? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's... I, I don't know sure if it was what... done on purpose, but... Uh... It felt like it might have been. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe if this was, like, a smarter movie, I would, I would be like, right away, like, oh, yeah, they totally did that on purpose. However, this movie, I'm really not sure. Yeah, I did write down. I ain't afraid of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> and this, he gives like uh, he gives him a flyer about the the Frosties because all the houses in the neighborhood have a a uniform Christmas ornament in their Frosty the Snowman that they put up. Goddamn communists! Well, you know what? Homeowners associations are the fucking worst. So again, kids, stay out of the suburbs. As much as possible. And to any of our listeners in the suburbs, you're doing great. Get out, get out as fast as you... Get out like the dude in that Jordan Peele movie. Just get out before your mind is replaced by an old white guy's. I I think I've lost the track here. You mean Keanu? Yes. That movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do have written down Mrs. Crank likes the big ones. Was that a penis joke? Yes, Brendan, it was. So um, <laughs> also, they were trying to sell that tree for $90. I mean, yeah. $90? Fuck that. You can get like a freaking tree, like an artificial tree at Canadian Tire for like 50 bucks. 
Again, it is a fundraiser for the Scouts. 90, no. though. No. <laughs> I pass. I feel like I, that's a hard I, pass. I this weird uh, appreciation for what they're doing, and I understand where you guys are coming from. I'm a man with no country right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, yeah. Also, there's, you know, Boy Scouts of America issues. If it was can- Canada, I may have an be- easier time with it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> You'd be like, $90, no. <laughs> no, not with, not with the fact that it's $90, just the organization as a whole. Um, so Tim Allen start, or starts this hilarious running joke of how he steps on this cat's tail all the time. Yeah. So mean. And for some reason, the first time he does, he holds his gut as if he's, like, having a heart attack, I thought. Well, because he was scared. Scared? That was a. It was such a weird, like, like hey. delayed reaction, though. I was like, "Wait, what? What are you? What are you doing?" <laughs> but uh, that's where we meet M. Emmett Walsh, who you may remember uh, showed up in our episode on Critters, right? Not in our episode, but he was in the movie. He wasn't a guest on that show. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> being in that movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sleep a lot. Hey, old man. Yeah, he's back. He's back. So he's in this movie. And, uh, you know, he's probably the only genuine performance. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like, it lo- It seems like he's in a different movie. I will say that. <laughs> well, he kind of is. Yeah, like, his movie is e- even darker. <laughs> his, his movie yeah. is the one we want to see. Yeah, it's just like a drama. Like, you don't really see him, like, out outside from his house in the, the neighborhood, right? Yeah. He has this sort of, like, neighbor quarrel with Tim Allen, calls him old man. Tim Allen takes offense. He's like, you're at least ten years older than me, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. Prove it. What? What? <laughs> All right, let's get our birth certificates, I guess. <laughs> Show me your birth certificate. <laughs> His neighbor is Trump. <laughs> I do like the fact that they, the kids, they start showing up for Frosty, and uh, they, they want them to release frosty so they could put up frosty and <laughs> there's a note here where they get eric per-, per sullivan to say something along the lines of you be there <laughs> and it made me think of thrashing oh if only <laughs> that would be the t- that would be the scene where they cut to it <laughs> the, clip, where... the clip the the clip uh right from thrashing no context yeah. just boom you be there. Isn't this a scene where uh, you like? It's like the ho- it's kind of like the Halloween scene, uh, where like they're all outside, uh, like the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. They like... even have like a little. They even have like a little uh, musical score reference to Halloween. And... So, well, hold on. Yeah. Before we get, we should explain what this is. Just other than just saying it's the Halloween scene. Um, Luther's at work, or Tim Allen's at work, or whatever. Jamie Lee Curtis is at home, and they're yelling at... The town is basically surrounding the house, yelling at her to put Frosty on the roof. And she's reacting as if they're going to come in and murder her. <laughs> like, yep. she's at the phone to her ear. She's hiding underneath the window. It's like, if you're that scared, you should probably not live in that town. <laughs> like, you, you think, it's like she thinks, if I don't put that Frosty up, Dan Aykroyd is going to kill me. Well, yep. these people are they're kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she does she ducks out the back or something? Yeah, she ducks out the back. And Dan she goes Aykroyd, to the mall to pound bruise. Well, Dan Aykroyd first catches up to her car. And oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my hands God. in her window. 
his gloves get stuck. He he falls he falls and she sees the gloves and assumes that she's cut his hands off. <laughs> like where is it? Where is arms? <laughs> like everybody in this movie. Oh my god. Yep. But yeah, You're then welcome. she starts she starts pounding brewskis. Yep, well, she's waiting for, for Tim to show up so they can go get their base tans. Well, Mariah, you said to you said to remember the the um, the uh, vacation ad. Why is that? Um. So uh, the the they they're at the the pub, right? Yep. And uh, like he's like, oh, I bought us some outfits, and he takes out the outfits, and uh, there's like a bikini, and there's like a speedo, banana yeah, banana, banana hammock, and it's the same outfit as it was in the ad. Like, how did they find that? That's what I uh, know. feel that they were recycled. <laughs> possibly, possibly. So, but, wait, you're saying they shot that ad just for the movie? But like, also, <laughs> I wrote down here there was a there was a reference about fish tacos and Irish pubs. Yeah, that's the yes. weirdest. That okay? I don't understand. This whole movie. Is off, is like off, obviously. But that was the weirdest. Like that's like they just said, "Hey Tim Allen, can you improv something real quick?" And his improv is like, "Why do they serve fish tacos at Irish pubs? I don't get it. Mm. Eh, it's weird." That's the improv. Yeah. And I for- oh, it is weird. <laughs> it's weird. I know, but like, what the fuck? It's just such a random. Like, it's <laughs> I don't know. It's bad. It's bad improv. <laughs> I also forgot to mention like when they're at the pub, she goes off and she says like. All like women do all the Christmas stuff. Y'all, y'all men do nothing. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's so no, it's that's what happens. I don't remember that part at all. Yeah, because I wrote feminism. Yeah, yeah. She talks about <laughs> how wives and moms are the ones who take care of Christmas, it, alluding to the fact that he was like, no, you go talk to the neighbors. You take care of it. I'm working. Mm, yeah. He does t- tend to get her to do most of the stuff. Yes. True. So yeah, you talked about the tanning salon, which makes for. It's supposed to be a comedic set piece, but again, it's just so, like, that, it's just so tired. The clerk there. Oof. Oh, yeah, the chick oh from God. Mad TV. Yeah, she looks like, he looks like, he, she looks like a corpse. Yeah. Oh, God. And you That's need like, a little help yourself. <laughs> hey, right. Oh. I, I have a note. Yikes, her eyes. Much <laughs> Much like uh, Jerrica said about Tracers when we recorded that episode, I, at, at this point I have a note that just says, I hate this. <laughs> All of Was this. it the point where every just everything becomes a scene? Because we get Jamie Lee getting in to get her tan, and oh Squiggy, of all people, shows up in the wrong place. He's like, oh, I'm it's sorry, Squiggy. I gotta go. From Laverne and Shirley. Oh. Wait, is it the actual actor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I do have the clip of this because I just want people to listen to how the, uh, just the pacing in this scene is really weird. And I'll play it right from where the guy accidentally walks in on, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis getting her tan. And she bumps her head and then sees her priest. Here we go. Right. Whoa! Ah! Wow! Oh! Excuse me! Oh! 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 Well. Oh, 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 excuse me, excuse me, hello, 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 I need a band-aid. Nora Crank? Father Zabriskie, hello. 
you doing here? Uh, it's a mall, Nora. I'm Christmas shopping. Of course you are. Of course you are. Are you okay, Nora? Yes. Sort of. You're bleeding. Oh, yes. It's it's just a scratch. Just Can I get another towel, please? I'm looking for a band-aid. Jeez, lady, make up your mind. It's just the worst. I oh. love I love the church music. <laughs> it's when soon the, as soon as he sees the priest, they're like organs. I thought that was just like mall elevator music. Yeah, sure. I I feel that this this whole scene is uh, terrible. I agree. It's terrible and could have been swiftly dealt with with a yeah we're in bathing suits because we're in a tanning salon. Mind your goddamn business. Also, we got to zoom in on her boobs. They were nice. I'm gonna say, not not gonna lie. Why is the entrance? You'd think if it was a tanning salon, the entrance would be like covered by a door or something, not just like a giant open entrance into the mall. <laughs> well, no, no, I've seen ones that they you go in. There's like a little waiting area, and then there's a person there as a clerk, and then you go back behind like. I don't know, privacy screens or whatever back. That's the, where the, the tanning stuff is done. But, I mean, if you still need to talk to the clerk, you would still be visible to everybody passing by the storefront in the mall. Mm. So, and, but and either is... way, I don't feel that this is a newsworthy sort of thing because <sighs> this whole thing makes the paper. The front page. I, God. <laughs> and also, like, did we really need to have, like, the leering priest joke? At, well, you know what? Uh, at least he was a leering heterosexual priest, I guess. <laughs> oh, like... And, you, and, you know... It's, adults? It's, well, yeah, exactly. I was going to yeah. say, you know, sexually normative because she's a grown woman. Yeah, yeah, at least he wasn't staring at a small child, you're right. Right. Still, Could've though, it was... Could have been just, a lot worse. It was just... I was like, oh, ha, 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 the priest is looking at her boobies. Hilarious. But yeah, then Tim Allen comes out and he's like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> the picture is taken, it's on the front page, their house is on the front page, the cranks are skipping Christmas, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together... We're not watching Ghostbusters. Oh, damn it. Though, again, it's a suburb of Chicago. I feel that newspapers, even suburban newspapers in Chicago, would have more things to cover. Like people getting shot? Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, no offense to the good people of Chicago, but come on. Well, don't blame them. Blame Indiana. It's their fault. Yeah, Indiana. It's all on you. Do we have any listeners from Indiana? I'm just kidding. Oh, it's not the listeners' fault. It's the lax gun laws in Indiana's fault. (laughs) I'm getting on my soapbox. (laughs) Safely here in Canada. That's right. So yeah, it makes the front page. makes no sense. But um, we do uh, get that other scene with Caroline Ray you mentioned earlier about how... uh, Tim Allen's uh, the crank's neighbor is uh, his wife is uh, basically dying or at least she's very well, very cancer's sick returned for the yeah. third time or something they said mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then we get the introduction of the two police officers played by Cheech and Chong oh I sorry I mean Jake Busey Cheech and Jake <laughs> yeah Cheech and Jake <laughs> Cheech and Jake or Cheech and Cheech and Busey which strange casting I wonder if they tried to get Chong and he was in jail. He well, he did do time. 
a little for a little back in the 2000s he got jammed up because of uh his his bong company yeah that's what i was thinking i want it wouldn't it have been great if it was just cheech and chong as the cops Hmm. (laughs) that would be great although it'd be really weird to see tommy chong playing a cop well that that, that's what i think would would have made it funny i mean jake Busey's not really that funny I don't, he's, but he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to be that fresh-faced rookie who's partnered with Cheech Marin. Exactly. It'd be hilarious if the older Chong was a fresh-faced rookie. <laughs> I've only been on the force for a couple years, man. I'm straight out of college, man. <laughs> he said man 42 times. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the cops try to get their donation from the cranks. By their their sexy calendar, I guess. Oh my god, now that you say Tommy Chong, because they actually <laughs> show a picture of Jake Busey posing in one of the calendar photos to have Tommy Chong splayed across the police cruiser. Right? <laughs> that would have been great. Oh my god. But instead of that, we get uh, carolers. Oh god. In a scene right out of a horror movie. <laughs> Lutherans. I've never, yeah. I've never seen carol- carolers, like, in real life. Like, I've only seen them in the movies. Yeah, I, I, the same way. I yeah. don't, uh, I've never ever witnessed carolers in the wild. And I've lived in places <laughs> where you'd think they, they would be there. And mm. I've still never seen them. I wonder if the, the world, uh, I wonder if Hollywood has just created them. <laughs> I feel it's something that was done, but is no longer done. Like a yeah, like a really long time ago. So yeah, we see like a it's like a truckload of carolers pull up to the old man's house, and mm-hmm. he says, "Are those?" F-? And then the ladies like, "Are those folks home?" And he's like, "Yeah, they are." And they're like, "Are they Jewish?" So they don't they, have Christmas decorations yeah. up. So the old man decides, oh, that's a great idea for them to carol at the the Cranks house. Maybe get them in the Christmas spirit so they don't need to skip Christmas. Well, really, his motivation is just he wants to piss them off. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I feel his motivation is purer in that regard. Yeah. What yeah. that he wants that he wants he just to do wants it. to wind up Tim. Oh Allen. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so. You know, they're caroling outside. And they have a shot that makes no sense. There's a shot in here that makes no sense because they're, they're, the carolers finally stop. Which, for some reason, they speed up the song at one point. But anyway, they finally stop. And then Jamie Lee Curtis looks up and, and the girl's face is right in the window. But it's on the, yes. side, it's the side of the house. But and they, they're in the front. Yeah, and then immediately they cut to like an outside shot but it's like obviously not later because they're still at the same point in the song but you can clearly see that woman at a different part of the house <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> it's, it's, it's that whole horror movie halloween thing they're doing again but but yeah. is she like does she have like a teleportation device like that's well the only way does that jason work. Voorhees? i mean i mean in one of the movies they say he literally can teleport but in all the other movies i mean at least it's somewhat yeah. rooted in some I, kind of logic i also thought it was kind of like terrifying when they uh they started singing way like really really fast and then you could like see dan Aykroyd like singing and i'm like that's like psycho Woo, scary <laughs> i felt that i actually was wondering do they know any other songs 
Yeah. Because uh, they just kept singing the same song bells, over and bells, over again, speeding up. Exactly, yeah. But then, uh, but the thing is, like, if you see Dan Aykroyd in a movie and anyone else is singing, you know he's going to join in at some point. Oh, yeah. Man likes but to look. sing. He's got a song in his heart. You can't begrudge him that. I'll what do... was the point, though? He's like, like I'll... What? What was the point of them singing so fast? I don't... <laughs> to annoy us? I think it was just to, to ramp up the manic feeling that you're supposed to get in that scene because they, like, right. jump down and start crawling on the ground and he's giving her, like, SEAL Team 6 hand signals. Yeah. <laughs> oy, I watched oy, it on oy. Discovery Channel once. I watched Yes. <laughs> yeah. I hate this. So this is where uh, Tim Allen decides, I need a hefty lawsuit and starts watering his front walk. Yeah, that's oh not smart. God. And then so, they freeze the cat. <laughs> I gotta say, I liked that. That was kind of funny. Yeah, so it terrible. turns into a fucking cartoon. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, he freezes his walkway. again. Yeah, which again, you're like, okay, so instead of just being annoyed by these carolers, which I can understand would be annoying, especially if you're trying to sit there watching something, reading something, fucking whatever, is that you just want to get sued i don't know brennan i feel that the uh, it would enhance if you were fucking because they do speed up the song which would cue you to you know speed things up as well i feel jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way oh what fun it is to ride no one horse it's like hey you know what you're right i gotta have a raging boner right now i knew see (laughs) same it's the most erotic (laughs) song ever Ever put the paper? Brian, put that thing down. Right? Holy Jesus. Knocked over a lamp. Put it down. Oh! (laughs) Good lord. That was a cup. (laughs) Wow, thank you for explaining the special effect. Yeah. Lifting up the curtain. Yeah, just peeling back so everyone can see. Kayfabe is dead. Tim Allen uh, joins Miami Vice and gets some Botox done. Oh my god. Okay, I have to play this too. Okay. So this scene, like we, like I want to just talk about how she's playing. Uh, she's re- she's in the uh, like Mrs. Crank is in uh, like the children's hospital and she's reading uh, the Grinch. The Grinch. And then he walks in and then she's like, and his heart was like three Grew sizes, three sizes that day. Or like it was like three sizes too small. Oh, and two I'm sizes like, too small. Perfect, because right, right, right. he's the Grinch. Yeah, it's so. Uh... Uh, on the nose it's super on the nose so this is like tim allen so just imagine they're sitting there together while food is basically like falling out of his face while it's he's... not food it's like fruit cups well it's food <laughs> fruit cups is food Who the hell that? anyway here's the clip luther your face what about it it's like it's frozen or something oh this i got a botox injection today Botox treatment. Botox. They take a big needle and inject it into your forehead and it freezes your face like this. I read it in a health magazine. And how long are you going to be like this? Well, this is temporary. And then you got all your wrinkles are gone. You should play it. Yeah, well, you ought to get your money back. That, that's another great joke. <laughs> he starts poking himself in the face with a fork. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't feel anything. Yeah, a real, a real National Lampoon Christmas Vacation esque. <laughs> now I, Great I scene. feel, yeah. If he, if he can't chew or swallow, how is he able to converse normally? Yeah, it's yeah, because his voice is fine. 
And also, this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's literally, oh shit, we need to pad out this movie another like three minutes. It's more <laughs> physical comedy, y'all. Here, here's Tim Allen pretending to have Botox in his face. That's funny. Put it in. <laughs> um, I don't like this but, movie, Nathan. <laughs> I well, you know what, Brennan? I, I think they're about to change it up, though. You might like it now because record scratch. <gasps> Blair's coming home with. Enrique. You mean Rick? <laughs> Enrique? <laughs> you, you I mean, love that. You mean Rick the Peruvian communist? Right. Because Tim Allen just decides to become casually racist at this point? <laughs> she could have, like, she left the Sunday after, like, uh, like Thanksgiving. She could have told her family in advance, Hey guys, I'm coming home for Christmas, instead of the day before. That's the thing, like, I don't get, I don't get the sense of time passage that they lay out for us in this movie. Yeah. Because this whole thing feels like it happens within a few days. Oh, yeah. Like, like a week or so. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then, yeah. But by the end of it, it's like, I've spent the last six weeks yes, trying to... Like, six weeks? <laughs> it, that, that makes no sense because that time period was not six weeks. It was two days. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, it's almost like there were rewrites and then they forgot to check other things. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't have happened though right no not at all no, no. just like surviving christmas this script was tight so they have to scramble to uncancel christmas yeah so first things first is he tries to get a christmas tree and now the scouts are basically like well you can have this piece of shit and guess what it's 90 bucks no it's 75 dollars yeah and they're holding him up a be uh, like for a christmas tree uh, a, a nice Christian organization like the Boy Scouts yeah. holding someone up for money. Also, I'm just going to say it. Why would you buy that? Did you see? There's all kinds of trees around. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just just, cut one of them down. Or buy, you know, buy an artificial one. Right? Yeah. You can get those at Canadian Tire No, $50. But, <laughs> no, all but, that. <laughs> but what does he do? He buys the $75 one, and then when he gets home, he just tosses it. Because it's stripped bare of any needle that it had on it before. It's like yeah, a Charlie but, like, Brown Christmas. <laughs> it's even worse than... The, at least Charlie Brown's tree had some needles still on it. Uh, like, a, a, a dumb purchase. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, the, yeah, so there's that. So he he convinces... This, this part blew my mind because there's another neighbor who we were just meeting now. But he... And he's going away for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, to celebrate Christmas. You can't celebrate Christmas in the Caribbean? I'm pretty sure they have Christmas in the Caribbean, you racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little out of, out of sorts there. He's very defensive about Christmas in the Caribbean. <laughs> I once, oh my god, just a side story. I once had a potluck at work, and uh, everybody was like signing up to bring traditional Christmas stuff. And uh, so I put down that I was going to bring like a sushi platter. And uh, my supervisor at the time goes, sushi? That's real Christmassy, Nathan. And I was like, they have Christmas in Japan, you racist. <laughs> Love it. You just put a, you just put like a light on it, and then it's good. <laughs> there you go. Sushi's delicious. It is mm, hard pass, but oh, that's that's good for you guys. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Sound like my wife? Ugh, no, can't can't. I can't eat cooked fish. I'm not gonna eat raw fish. You know, it's not all fish. No, it's, yeah, it's not all fish. It's all gross though. You're gross. You're gross, man. See? Anyway, back to this movie. We got a consensus. Back to skipping um... Christmas. 
<laughs> yeah, he. So Tim Allen, he goes over to tell his neighbor who's going away for Christmas. Who, like I said, we are meeting now. Yes, like they've he got was- this camaraderie. Which we have not seen up to this point in the movie. He did have a little part when they were singing the Christmas carols. You see him singing. Yeah, but I mean, that's, there's no like, there was no conversation between the two. It's like, it's like they met up and all of a sudden they were like best buds. You know why that is though? You never see them talk all that much in the movie, uh, and they're not in each other's business because that's how friends work. That's how neighbors should work. Yeah. When he goes over and says, yeah, can I borrow your tree? Because all that stuff we were doing, yeah, it's been canceled now because Blair's coming back home for Christmas. The neighbor starts laughing his ass off, which is 100% the correct response. Yep. Yeah, I just mean as like in terms of like writing, it's weird that you just introduced this character now. Yeah. I'm, you know what? It may be in, th- in terms of writing, but it, it was a 100% a relatable relationship as far as the rest of the other things that happen in the movie with Tim Allen and his other neighbors. Well, Even so that if... was my response to, like, if people say this is my favorite Christmas movie, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Even, even, even having a quick thing where he's like, hey, how you doing? Or something. Like, just anything to establish yeah. that this guy is his friend. Just something. Yeah. Or, like, that they get along or whatever. But anyway, like, yeah, so he key. borrows, yeah. so he borrows this guy's Christmas tree. Uh, gets gets uh gets Spike Eric to help him, Sullivan to help him, yeah, Dewey, yeah. and that you know they break like everywhere. I did get a minor chuckle in this scene because the guy's like, you better not even bend a single ornament, and they break one, and Tim Allen says, oh my god, was that important? And he's eh, uh, baby pick... first Christmas, <laughs> yeah, and just sort of throws it away, yeah. Uh. So they get the tree out, and for some reason, there's like a peeping tom in the neighborhood that's watching with, with binoculars. binoculars. Oh my god! <laughs> Everyone in this town has binoculars. It's true. Stay out of the suburbs, kids. Stay out of the suburbs. Stepford wives. I'm dude. It's they watch. Uh, that's exactly how neighborhood watches work. They don't really talk to each other. They just watch everything. Watch, watch. They look suspicious. I better call Homeland Security. Psst. Next thing you know, your shawarma delivery guy got arrested because, you know, Mrs. Sullivan across the street can't mind her damn business. Yeah, she saw him, like, put out a rug, and she's like, oh my god, he's a terrorist! Alright, we're getting off topic here. I'm just saying, that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, they're scrambling to get uh, Christmas stuff together. Yeah, and the the, the nosy neighbor does call the cops yep. on him, and uh, uh, Cheech and Jake show up. And, uh, Are they the Spike, only cops? I think so. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, in in fairness, it's probably their beat. You know, so they they if they have like an area of or neighborhoods that they, you know, patrol, patrol. Yep. then it would make sense that they would be responding to calls on those streets. Yeah, I, it's it's just weird that we don't see any other cops in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, so they, they go to arrest him, but, you know, then they take the word of a 10-year-old that, you know, he didn't break in because he has keys. So they're like, all yeah. right, you're free to go. <laughs> you know, real real by-the-books cop stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, the kid said, you're in the sense. Malcolm in the go. Middle's Dewey vouched for you. Good enough for me. Good enough for us, yes. Uh, meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to get a hickory honey ham. Oh my at, god! When I at think of yeah, Gordon's when... Ranch Market, where they oddly don't sell any ranch dressing. Ha! 
When I think of this movie, I think of this scene. Getting into the struggle with the, the lady over the ham, and then her trying to buy the ham for an exorbitant amount. And then, like, it rolling outside the store, and, and then getting... it rolls into traffic, <laughs> yep. and then the truck drives over it. The ham, First ham. The ham defies the law of physics. Yeah, like, it would definitely stop. <laughs> the way it rolls down that parking lot... How steep is the parking lot? But still. (laughs) And also, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's got it in a bag, and then somehow she does, like, the most over-the-top, like, whoa, and it just (laughs) falls at the bottom of the bag. It's like, how, first of all, how weak are their fucking bags where, like, one ham is going to break it? And how can you not catch up to it? I, I did like the, no! moment yeah and i liked when after this scene happened uh we go back to like the the cranks house she walks in he said did you get the ham and she's like don't say ham and i'm don't like don't say hickory hey, honey ham, ham. it's like ever again ever again which, and she got smoked trout <laughs> which i gotta say um if th- so this is supposedly their daughter's favorite thing right the hickory honey ham yep Oh, I think they're calling me to let me know. No. No, it, it's not? No. Look, okay. All right, I'll let them know. All right, thanks. Bye. They're saying that the hickory honey ham is not necessarily Blair's favorite, but it's one that she enjoys the most around the holidays. Ah, okay. Well, because what I was going to say is, if it is her favorite... Like, if it is mm-hmm. something that she enjoys quite a bit... They, there is a line later where Tim Allen basically says, it's a really shitty ham. Like It's because it's, it, it's it's like pressed fat. And, and it's like, wow, that's her favorite? <laughs> okay, okay. Her favorite is store-bought ham that's barely ham. <laughs> no pork at all. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, so she can't get the ham, but uh, while... Um, Tim Allen is trying to put up Frosty on the roof with a noose. With a with noose. A noose. He's hanging Frosty while he's putting him up. Yeah. Which this I is thought. My, this is my feeling after watching this movie. <laughs> I thought the joke, honestly, they tricked me with the joke. I mean, it wasn't funny either way. But I thought the joke was going to be that he accidentally dropped Frosty, and then it's gonna it was gonna look like Frosty was like hanging himself off the building in front of all the neighbors, freaking them out. Mm-hmm. But no, the joke is that he gets his foot caught in it. And, you know, drops Frosty, and then he hilariously is hanging off the building by his foot. Oh, his hip is 100% pulled out of socket when that happens. Yeah, he's like a 55-year-old man. He has to go to the hospital in real life if that happens. (laughs) He also makes a suicide joke (laughs) in this family movie. (laughs) And then they cut him down, and he is concussed. Yep. Because the firemen, by the way, the worst firemen on the planet, because they come down and just, like, cut the rope haphazardly. No one's supporting his head or anything. Well, they heard about how he was trying to skip Christmas, so. (laughs) Fuck this guy. (laughs) Yeah, right? They might as well just put a scene of, like, the president calling him, being like, (laughs) Fuck you, Tim Allen! (laughs) So now he's concussed. But this is where he has to come clean, that... Blair's coming home and they're trying to get things together and 
Dan Aykroyd sends up the rallying cry to bring the neighborhood together for Blair, how she should not be punished for the sins of her father. He was trying to skip Christmas. That's it. He just wanted to go on vacation. Sins of the father? Really? Yeah. It, it, it also, like, I'm just like, why did this get weirdly, like, religious? <laughs> this is where Matt Walsh shows up. Yeah, he has his, like, two-second, like, why should we help them? Cameo yeah. over. <laughs> well, it was, you know, it, it accomplished more than Squiggy's cameo. I still, I'm still blown away that that was actually him. I was, I was wondering why that guy was doing such a weird voice, cho- like <laughs> vocal ch- uh, choice. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, they decide to help him, and they decide to give up their Christmas Eve to help the cranks. And this is where we find out that Dan Aykroyd is the mayor like he has basically stroke like nobody's business he called well he calls com ed calls com ed he threatens the cops you guys need to go pick up blair that's not part of our job do i need to call the chief yeah <laughs> uh because their power goes and this is like an un, it's such an unnecessary scene because the whole like block goes out like the power goes out and he just pays for a guy to come fix it with a hammer yeah right and then and then everything's back on. It's like, and what was the point of that whole thing? We also skipped the, you just skipped the part of uh, when they went to the liquor store and that you see Marty. Well, yeah, we'll yes. get to that in a second. I just, I just want to know what oh, the point okay. of that power outage thing was. To show his power? Cause to show got... his, yeah, to show the kind of stroke that he has. We have... I, I don't know if it's necessarily for that. It might be the, the fact that they're trying to show everybody busting their backs to get yeah. things right so that when Blair like comes home there were like yeah. eight other scenes that showed how much power he had though <laughs> like it doesn't I don't think that, anyway I think a lot of this uh now don't jump all over me but I think some of these scenes may have been padding this film run, film's runtime it's possible because it is it does happen during a party montage like they're trying the whole thing is a montage where they're trying to get the party all together so yeah there is that Mariah's right we did run over the uh when we meet Marty yeah at the liquor store <laughs> Brennan's really upset about I'm, I hate this I hate this twist where he just he starts talking to her like talking you know, to like Jamie Lee yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and like like he's known her forever yeah and, and he's like how's Blair he's like so you still live on like he invite like she invites him to the party cause he knows Blair and then he mm-hmm. says oh yeah I do still live on that street and then she's like yep yeah I'm sorry, yeah. mysterious uh, 60 to 70-year-old man. How do you know my 18-year-old uh, daughter? Uh, well, you know what? I got to tell you, Brendan, uh, if, you, if you go to church, and uh, which these guys, I guess, probably do, you run into people all the time in that age range who know your kids who you are not entirely certain of who they are. Yep. Okay, it's creepy to me. <laughs> it's still <laughs> creepy to me. <laughs> Especially he's like... He's just like, especially just the way he's just like, uh, you know, how's Blair? How's she doing? Oh, she's with uh, Enrique. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm invited. Oh, boy. I think it's pretty. He gets going to a party. Who's excited about going to a party? And then he ends up murdering the Cranks credits. <laughs> it's not Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. <laughs> he marries Blair in a, a black wedding ceremony. The end. <laughs> not really. Uh, we go to the airport. <laughs> Uh, Blair arrives earlier than scheduled. And 
<laughs> with Rick. We yes, we go to the airport and they show up, and uh, Blair and Enrique are looking at all the limo drivers or the people who are picking up other folk, and they've got signs and they're just regular names, and then they pan to uh, Cheech and Jake. And it says Blair and N, the letter N dot Reeky. Yeah. R E E K Y. <laughs> they think that that's how his name is said or spelled. Mm-hmm. Enrique. Classic. Classic <laughs> comedy trope. <laughs> <laughs> and what? It, it, but it is good. Uh, speaking of earlier, when when she did invite Marty to the party rhyme uh, uh <laughs> that he shows up bearing ham uh so they say look you guys gotta slow to your roll because we're not totally ready yet yeah they tell so the cops like, she, stall yeah he's like going like super slow because you know you don't want you don't can't be too careful with these roads and jake and jake Busey, jake Busey's so dumb because he's like what are you doing i don't get it what's going on (laughs) well he's fresh out of the academy but he should he knows what their goal is (laughs) he knows there's what they're they're bringing her to the house so i mean put two and two together jake Busey. He's also like you're not as you're not as crazy as your father think it over when he's in the car he's like awkwardly holding the coffee cup and like the like so like the it's a Starbucks red cup and he's like holding it to the screen. Mariah's like, giving us a visual for some reason. I do have a Starbucks cup, but it's like he's pointing. Are you like holding this. it towards the screen? She is holding it towards me as if I was the screen. I don't know yeah. why she's doing a visual bit here. No, but like it's like it's product placement. There's lots of product placement in this movie. Yeah. Diet yes. Coke. Oh, he does. Starbucks. Yeah. So he does hold the Starbucks cup very, very obviously framed so that the screen can read like it's the logo the on it. the only thing in the <laughs> scene. It's him in the car with the Starbucks cup. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Please listen to our, uh, check out our video version of this podcast. <laughs> it's perfect because I have a red Starbucks cup. Yeah. And this is where uh, they're like, oh, uh, Luther, you have to tone your... Your skin down because you're tanned. So they, he looks like they pat him up with like pancake powder, and he looks up like, like a zombie. But what does he say, Nathan? I don't know. He says, "I look like my mother. She died 15 years ago." And he makes right. like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tim Allen. <laughs> also, just... like, who cares that they look tanned? Like, the, the way that everyone's acting, like, oh, this party has to be perfect, this party has to be perfect. It's not like Blair's going to show up and be like, oh, my God, Frosty's not on the roof? I hate all of you. <laughs> and then we get a, a scene where uh, Cheech and Jake bust some guy who's breaking an entry on Christmas Eve. Which is the, st- the craziest thing, because they're like, we're going to pretend like we're investigating something. And then an actual burglary is taking place. They put the criminal... In the back seat with Blair and Enrique. Enrique. He was handcuffed. He's still right next to them. Excuse me. Ah, they'll be fine. It's not Enrique. Yes, it's Enrique. <laughs> and, yeah, so they put him. Man, <laughs> folks get sit next to criminals every day. They're tough. They'll be fine. <laughs> You're tough, right? <laughs> You're tough, right? You'll be fine. Uh, um, 
so yeah, they, they so now they're just like they leave they leave this fugitive for the back of their police car while they go inside and, and play guitar with the whole with everyone because Blair's home, everyone's happy. Ugh, pan flute, the worst. And of course, Dan Aykroyd's like, "Oh shit, I get to sing again." Here's my accordion. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Oh, and Marty's there, and he's talking to Blair. And this and, is where we uh, get we yeah. find out his name is Marty. Yeah. And he's like, it, and then she's like, who's that? And he's like, Marty. Oh, yeah, you don't want know Marty? You don't know Marty? It's the oddest exchange. Someone has to know Marty, right? And then, okay, so Nathan, fine. I'll give it to you. Uh, the thing earlier where I said it was weird. This is the point. I would be like, get this man the fuck out of our house. Because nobody yes. knows him. Nobody knows who this old man is that knows way too much about Blair. Starts speaking in Spanish to her boyfriend. And is like, no, 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 no. Get him out. Brendan, do you remember when we were watching this movie together? And I was like, why did she say... I thought she said uh, they know Sam, but she they. He knows like, Sam. He knows Sam, but it was them. Yeah, she said he knows oh them. Oh my god! And I was like, "Who's Sam?" And I wrote that in my notes, but I was I misheard them. I'm trying to figure. Okay, out. she's trying to say that yeah. like earlier in the movie, there's a point where when Marty's in the in the house, <laughs> when Marty's in the house, uh, what, Tim what? Allen says like, "What <laughs> Marty's in the house?" <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen says. Uh, Who's who the hell is Marty? And she's like, I don't know, but he know he knows them, or he or nobody knows Marty. And, and Jimmy Lee Curtis says he knows them. And Mariah thought she said he knows Sam. Oh, and she was like, Who the fuck is Sam? I even wrote in my <laughs> notes, and I was like, What? No, it's them. <laughs> okay, so anyway, back to the movie. Uh, this is where Dewey frees the criminal because he says he has a family. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting here for seven days. <laughs> What? That's what he says. He's like, I've been sitting here for seven days and no food and... In the cop car? Well, I don't know. I don't think he says he's been sitting in the cop car for seven days. No, it's just he he hasn't eaten in days. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to pay attention. (laughs) The cop car for seven days? I fucking know. (laughs) I drank too much. I was drinking rum and eggnog. So, you've been drinking what? Rum and eggnog. (laughs) Rum and eggnog. What did I say? Ram and eggnog? Ram. Ram and eggnog. Ram and eggnog, you guys. I like when they go into the party and the party's in full swing. The uh, the caroler lady is doing the Batusi. Uh, yeah, I was so glad that she came back into the movie. Really? You got to see somebody do the Batusi. And the same clothes. Right? Oh, I thought you well, said... she'd be out caroling. I thought Mariah just said, I have the same clothes. No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're all dancing. They're all having a great time. The criminal dude is, you know, robbing them blind upstairs. Yeah. Um... Now, here's the thing about the ham. Oh, God. <laughs> so, at one point, you see that the ham has been cooked, <gasps> yeah. right? And yeah. being served. Yet, afterwards, Tim Allen picks up the ham in its tin and goes next door. Now, in fairness, they did solicit people to bring food over. I think it's a mis- I think it's a mistake. Oh, well, it's a possibility, but at least it can be explained away. They very clearly focus on the fact that this dude, that Marty brought that brought over that ham. Somebody was cooking a turkey, yes. right? Like, somebody had a turkey in the oven? Two of them. Two of them. Two in the oven. I don't know how you put that. Anyways, but, like, they, they said that they would bring that. Why would somebody bring a ham, too? Because it's Marty, and he knows that Blair likes hickory honey ham. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. you mean anyone else. Yeah, no one else would have, because it was all gone. So that was, like... The magical thing where he's like, I have the ham. 
There you go. Anyway, I, I've said the ham too much. <laughs> but they say in the movie that Tim ha- Tim Allen's heart grew three sizes that day. Oh, good lord. Because he goes over uh, to, was it the Bridges? Was that their name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. M. Emmett Walsh and his wife. And the cat's alive. Yes. Bless. 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 It did look. I, I, I did turn to Mariah when that cat was frozen and was like, is that how the cat gets killed in this movie? Because that's. I, I'd been fine with it. Dark. I'm not okay with it. I'm okay with it. Calm down, June. No. I uh, like cats. Don't kill them. <laughs> it's a long haired Parisian. They kind of suck. Hey. Uh, so we go over to uh, M.M. Right. Walsh's place and uh, Tim Allen comes bearing ham. Yeah, uh, and gives them said ham, and you, he kind of wants to do something else nice for them, but then he just kind of goes away, um, and then he gets in a moral quandary in the middle of the street. No, no, no he is at a literal crossroads. Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of the street. No. Um, and uh, yeah, said, he yeah. goes back. And uh, so it gives them the vacation that him and his wife were going to take. Which... I feel terrible to say this, but like they were saying that they couldn't go to the party because it started snowing, and they live across the street from them. Yeah. And also, they that their only scene is in that house, so they probably couldn't go to the other set. I don't know. Well, no, it's well... weird because like they're. <laughs> I I mean I you know like probably the reason they just want to spend time together. But the funny thing is he says. Yeah, we started heading over to the house when Blair got there, but then it started to snow. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, like... It's you like, are across the street. She has cancer. But, I mean, just say, we want to spend Christmas saying? together. Suck it up, cancer no, patient. No, that is not what you I said. You are a monster, Brendan. Yeah, Brendan. Jeez. <laughs> what I'm saying is, they could have just said, we're staying here to have Christmas, not, we started to come over, but then it snowed goes down a little easier than we started to go over but then my wife was super weak from you know the chemo due to her cancer but i don't even think they started to go over that's the point oh so you think she has cancer and she's a liar okay it's just unraveling for you brendan good lord how do you sleep at night (sighs) on a pillow okay i do find that the ending for this is is far too sweet for something that's so damn cynical yeah, this sucks. <laughs> like, it's a really a heart-string-tugging type moment where he does something really, really nice for this couple who may not have as much as the rest of the folks on the block and does something really, really genuinely nice for them, considering how much of an asshole he is throughout the rest of the movie. May not have as much as the rest, They yet they still live in a very expensive house. Well, you know what? Maybe they they bought when it wasn't expensive in the neighborhood. There's it was that expensive cat too. Um, so they, well, if they bought early, that means their mortgage was probably paid off years ago, so they can afford an expensive dickhead cat. Well, look, <laughs> that cat was great. Cat sucks. Tim Allen here. Persons are awful. Anyway, so yeah, he gives them the tickets. He leaves. Some dude is stuck on the roof this whole time. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Poor Allen, hel- Tim Allen helps him down. The thief is escaping with jewelry from upstairs. He gets knocked out by Umbrella Santa. Guess what, guys? Umbrella Santa is Marty. 
Yes. What? Which you're like, oh, okay, he was just working as that Umbrella Santa dude. Nope. He's the real Santa Claus. <laughs> that's the, oh, that was great. This yeah. felt so really, bad. really tacked on. I had never seen this movie before. Yep. And when he showed up as the Umbrella Santa, I was like, oh, he's the Umbrella Santa. Silence from Mariah. And I said, is he the real fucking Santa Claus? I was like, <laughs> yep, he is. And then as soon as he was, I was like, he's the real fucking Santa Claus. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> He flies away in a Volkswagen bug. We also get, like, one of the Frosties comes to life for a second to wave goodbye. (laughs) So, that's Christmas Uh, with the Cranks. It had a really good, uh, like, soundtrack, though, because they had, like, the Ramones playing, like, a... Yes, they had the Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight. Yeah, I had that as a note, but I completely forgot to mention it. But the soundtrack was good. I like the soundtrack. So, I'm going to say right now, we're going to go around the horn and say whether people should watch this. I'm going to say absolutely fucking not. This is terrible and worse than a disease. I'm, I'm going to say it's like, I watch this every year for Christmas with my family. Like, so like, yeah, probably what, like, it's a, it's, you can watch it, but it's not a good movie. It's like something in the background. Like, you got the second part, right? I think uh, you remember when it was, what was the story? Like, it was either. I don't know. It was either... Are you okay? Yes. It was either I was watching a movie on TV or we were at home and uh, you could you have been doing watching... both. Yeah, whatever. I was watching Christmas with the Cranks and you were on? like, no. Yeah, well, I you were watching it one year because this is the first time I'd seen it, but you were watching it on TV and I was doing something and I looked up for a second and saw Tim Allen and doing Christmas stuff and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Santa Claus? Anyway, Nathan. Yeah. What are you saying about this movie? Uh, I'm saying if you are a Christmas buff, like someone who really likes Christmas. Or if you're like in really good shape and you like Christmas. <laughs> there I you like go. <laughs> but the important thing is if you really like Christmas, uh, I, I'd i say it's it's a fun little watch. It's, it's all over the place with its uh, tone, but if you, if you kind of watch it in the way you'd watch like a loosely put together sketch show... That the, where the sketches kind of interweave to make a loose story, you might enjoy it. If you're sitting down thinking you're going to watch a Capra classic, no, don't. Mm. Did you watch this with Patty? Yes. What'd she think? She was absolutely jazzed to see it because Aww. she loves That's Christmas. We were Same. surprised that we didn't have it on DVD. I shan't be purchasing it. Oh, Pat, I'll be getting it for Patty because we don't have it on DVD, and she loves Christmas. She she's got a Christmas collection to rival my horror movie collection. Wait, oh, can I awesome. can I can I describe the movie by saying this was ho ho horrible? Oh, right, there you God. go. <laughs> well, on that oh. note, we're gonna take a brief break, and we'll be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. 
What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Back! Yes, we're back. This is, uh, so we talked about Christmas with, Christmas with the Cranks, Nathan, and Mariah. Yes, we did. Yes. Uh-huh. But, uh... Oh, I didn't write one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't write one. <laughs> Uh, uh, we don't normally require our guests to write a low haiku, but um, more often than not, if they do, we're we're welcome. We welcome them to uh, to share their poetic gifts. Uh, if Mariah didn't do it, it's not her fault that she decided to do just the bare minimum. But uh, that's that's it. Where it is, see Mariah. Nathan over here wears 15 pieces of flair. So, I mean, if you want to wear five pieces of flair, that's fine. But, you know, just saying. So the low haiku is 17 syllables to break down the movie we just uh, talked about. Yes. I don't remember who started this, but last time, but. We never do. Yeah. We never, we never ever, ever do. do. Um, I'll go first, I guess, this time. Okay. <clears throat> the Cranks. No Christmas. My life force has been expelled. Merry Christmas, humbug. Thanks. Very, very, very nice. Um... Mine's uh, not as bleak. Okay. uh, Tim Allen, all snark. The neighbors are lunatics. Give me some gremlins. Very good, very good. Mm. (gasps) And we're back. Hey. <laughs> okay. The hell is wrong with you? I'm all right. He had a cat. Yeah, a cat looked at me weird. She's still she's still bite right beside me though. <laughs> uh, so Nathan, mm-hmm. we all talked about how we felt about this movie, but what do we always say on this here program? Well, Brandon, we always say. Don't take a word for us. Yes, indeedy. Oh my God. Okay, so before we, I before I announce we announce the percentages, I just want to say we have done some movies, obviously that have a zero percent Rotten Tomato score. Before mm-hmm. we have, um, however, most of those didn't have very many reviews. So this is the lowest score with the most amount of review reviews because I think it's like something like a hundred and forty reviews or something like that from critics. Okay. It has a 5%. Yes. <laughs> the audience rating, while higher, still not great. It's a 37. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of universally panned from every, every angle. Um, however, we will try to prove that wrong with our reviews that we read. Right. 
because this first one here, well, actually, this is not a positive one, but this first one here is from Richard Roper, okay. formerly of Ebert and Roper. And he says, I'm making my list of the worst movies of the year, and I'm checking it twice, and I hope to find room for this frantically unfunny disaster. Oof. Well, uh, keeping it in Chicago for the setting of the movie and Mr. Roper, uh, we've got J.R. Jones from the Chicago Reader. In any normal year, this dire comedy would be the undisputed lump of coal in our psychic stocking. But coming on the heels of Surviving Christmas, it's a close second. Oh, hot take. I think this is worse than Surviving Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Watch him back to back and let me know. Uh, no, gonna pass on that. Oh. I think I think I laughed more during Surviving Christmas. Maybe because I like Ben Affleck more than Tim Allen. Okay. Well, also, I mean, it it's got a better, uh, uh, I don't know, cast, use yeah. of cast. Uh, because you get James Gandolfini and, of course, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't utilize everyone that well, but I mean, neither does this movie. <laughs> so, I mean, in that movie, you have Catherine O'Hara, improv master, not really getting to do a lot. And in this movie, you have someone like Caroline Ray, who could be very funny, given like three lines. And I, I feel that Surviving Christmas was a little more upfront with its cynical nature. You know what I just realized? What's that? We've done two Caroline Ray movies. Yeah. She was also in Ready to Rumble. She was. Yeah. I hope your Peter falls off. <laughs> um, this is uh, this one's from Susan Walker of the Toronto Star. She mm-hmm. says, Hollywood's version of the annual Hallmark Ho 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 card. It's made to order. Just slot in the perennial Mr. Santa Claus himself, Tim Allen, and stir. <laughs> <laughs> Michael O'Sullivan from the Washington Post says, It stinks like the unrefrigerated ham its studio sent me as a promotion several months ago. I saw that one too, and I was like, I wonder if he's just upset about the ham. <laughs> it's like, hickory, honey, ham! Uh, okay, so then this, uh, this other one is from uh, Cam Williams of Ellsworth American. James? Yeah, James Ellsworth American. Oh, God, you wouldn't want to work for that company now. Nope. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> um, Worst Christmas card ever. <laughs> oh, God, why did you send me an illustrated one? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, do not Google James Ellsworth. Now they will. Or do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're not telling you how to live your life. Yeah, I'm saying do not do it, because if I say do not do it, people will probably do it. So anyway, Cam Williams says, Some pathetically predictable plot, plot twists and syrupy sentimentality, which could only amuse a five-year-old, lead the cranks back to their materialistic senses in time for a Kodak moment which shouts, A rather shallow merry capitalism to all. Well, there you go. I pretty much wraps it. That pretty much like describes the movie. Well, I carrying on that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, the urban critics, uh, sorry, the urban cinephile critics, uh, no names, I guess, uh, says here the notion of bullying people into succumbing into the trappings of Christmas does not necessarily represent goodwill to all, and while the situations present good comic opportunities they don't the film ends up feeling rather manipulative and sugary yeah. i i think opportunities maybe capitalized on no 
No, that's for sure. Uh, got some audience reviews here for Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> so this one's pretty basic. I just thought I just thought it was written poorly. Um, three stars. This film is actually pretty funny and well thought through. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we you know, gotta start small. Uh, uh, okay. This one this one's a little a little more extreme. <laughs> this is uh this person gives it four and a half stars out of five. Oof. A predictable movie. Blair coming home. Enrique. This is a fun-filled family movie submerged with mountains of twists and turns. I watch this movie religiously. I pull out this bad boy when any family members or friends come over any time of the year. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave 5% out of 100, but I give it 100% out of 5. Wow. Have you critics no compassion for Bev who is dying of cancer? You peasants are no better than Tim the Toolman Taylor in this film trying to skip Christmas and ruin the entire neighborhood's festivities. Hell to you all! Bye! Oh, how'd they find my review? Signed, Mariah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, like, a hundred out of five. (laughs) Oh, by the way, you critics should like this movie because someone in it is dying. Because it's a movie. Well, you know what? There was uh, there was one critic that gave it a positive review, oh, do, at least. do tell. Prairie Miller <laughs> from WBAI Web Radio oh, says... Oh, Yeah, well, <laughs> ear rag, maybe. It's apparently a radio thing. Okay. Ew, gross. Uh, a more... <laughs> ear rag, right? Ear rag. <laughs> a more yeah. sweet than sour satire that sets its sights on nasty but lavishly honey-coated underpinnings of the holiday season. <laughs> and that's a positive review. Yes. <laughs> Hold on, Nathan. I just gotta... Dude, let me... What? Uh, I just gotta take my headphones out for a second. I gotta clean out my ears with my ear rag. Get your ear rag? Or... <laughs> oh, that's so gross. I do have one other one here. Okay. Uh, a positive one. It's a short one, though, from Fred Topol, uh, obviously the uh, Topol toothpaste nice. magnate, uh, writing for MovieWeb, says... It's a perfectly fine, inoffensive family comedy. That's it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wrong. Nope. He gave it a three out of five. I'd argue every part of that. Family, inoffensive, and comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I've got two more audience reviews. This one's really quick, and then the last one's a little longer, but it's pretty funny. Uh, Okay. This one says, and I'm reading it as it's written, Why everyone's so harsh on Luther Krant? I watched it every year for the tanning salon scene. Four stars. Four stars. Four stars. For that hilarious tanning salon scene. Toots. I think that's more in the line of what he was thinking. (gasps) Oh, I see what you did there. It's what he was thinking, right? Yeah. Uh, What was he thinking? Okay, so we're not at that point yet. (laughs) Actually, we've passed that point a long time ago. Uh, Oh, sorry. Raya's like, Raya's like, theme song! Okay, so this is a longer one. I like the main actors in this, but I wanted to like this, but just wasn't quite what I was looking for. It's not that I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis paired with Tim Allen. Maybe it's the storyline or certain moments where the humor just isn't my cup of tea or something. Other moments were funny. Hmm. Just not sure. You see, an early problem I had with this movie is when Mr. Crank is getting ready to tell Mrs. Crank about the getaway trip idea and she mistakenly thinks he's in the mood for love and then gets rejected by her darling husband. That was awkward to watch. And I remember thinking, no wonder they only had one daughter. 
He could have at least given her a kiss, given her how excited she seemed. What the Oh well, fuck? it's comedy, right? When the Cranks decide they want to escape the holidays this year, sounds like a good idea to me. Their circle of friends, neighbors, and co-workers seem to have a problem with this, which makes no sense to me, but okay. I really wanted to see the Cranks go with their tropical vacation. How cute that they were working on their tans. The local priest seemed a little weird when he stood in front of them at the tanning place staring at Mrs. Crank's bikini top. Like that's any of his business! Unfortunately for the Cranks, their daughter informs them at the last minute she's coming over the holidays with her new fiancé, with whom she plans to have many babies, which throws a wrench into all of their vacation plans. Well, maybe next year somebody will get their Caribbean cruise vacation. The ending? A classic neighborhood Christmas party thrown together in a few hours by a Christmas miracle with lots of goodwill, togetherness, and some magical Christmas snow. Four stars. So they just did what we do with our podcast and told everybody exactly what happens in the movie. I just love, I love the little side comments. Like, at least give her a little kiss. <laughs> she little was kiss. ready for some loving. <laughs> it's not like it's any of his business. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I gave the same sentiment as well. At that situation. Yeah, we're working on our tan in a tanning salon wearing bathing suits. Mind your goddamn business. Ooh, and you'd say that to a priest, huh? Yes. Hot take. Goddamn. God, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> so, that, yeah, Christmas at the Cranks. Um, Nathan. Yeah. Before we get into anything else, I want to talk about... I want to give a little hintsky about what's coming up in uh, two weeks. Oh, a hintaroo. Yeah. What, uh... Let's see. Uh, what lump of coal are you bestowing upon me after I gave you this one? Well, this is, uh... This is not my doing. Oh? <laughs> because for the next episode and the episode after that, we are going to do some Patreon picks. Okie doke. So, the next one coming up uh let's give a little hint so let's see here uh i will say christmas jackhammer oh so we're watching porn santa porn santa porn i'll be on the next episode (laughs) she's already seen it so she knows okay (laughs) she's already seen this porn what what so uh yeah christmas jackhammer that's your clue um christmas jackhammer is your is your friend Montrose in the festive holiday spirit to come and uh, spread some cheer and also yep. plug his channel? Hello, fa la 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 la, and all that whatnot. Have a a, a happy Christmas uh, from Montrose Monkey to the Third to you all. I hope Father Christmas comes and visits you uh, and and gives you all kinds of delightful presents. Uh, I am Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire from Bananashire upon Hampton, and I would just like to take this time uh, to thank Brendan and Nathan for giving me a valuable ad space on their podcast, uh, so that I can tell you all. Uh, please do find my YouTube channel, uh, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can be friends with me on Facebook under Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, and you may also follow me on the Twitter devices. Uh, at Montrose the Third, that's the number three R D, and uh, I'll be more than glad to wish you uh, many happy returns, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. Uh, and I, unlike Mr. Tim Allen in this movie, I do not wear banana hammocks. Thank you. 
more later. Oh, oh, do one more thing. I was recently on the Rough Giraffe podcast, and those ladies are delightful. Thank you. Thank you, Montrose. The check has oh, cleared. That, well, you're more than glad, and I definitely made sure the money was there uh, for you uh, both this time. You did pay me in monkey poop the first time, but I understand the uh, the confusion. Oh, that's What's nice. an accepted type of uh, currency uh, in, you know, uh, in, not in my adoptive homeland, but my actual homeland? Mm. Be appreciative mm. that you got monkey poop. Right? <laughs> Thank you. More later. Yes, thank you. More later. And and again, uh, a festive yuletide to you both. I said good day. Good day, sir. Good day. I see. You lose good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Stop it. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay, see you later. Goodbye. Okay, good day. Mom says hi. Mom says hi. <laughs> oh, tell her I said hello. <sighs> Well then, <laughs> he was quite nice there. Yeah. I mean, maybe it—it's actually said. Uh, they say in Bananasher, his heart grew three sizes that day. Wow, that sounds—that sounds unhealthy. That. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a health risk. Yeah, it's arteries <laughs> Unfortunately, the Grinch died of an enlarged heart. <laughs> oh, that's the sequel. <laughs> it's five minutes, and it's just the Grinch having a heart attack. Heart attack. Credits. Oh but man! That meme, he makes that weird face, like the grin, and then he's like, <laughs> yep, just keels over. So, that was, so yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. We wrapped up that puppy. So, thank you, Mariah, for bringing your penis and your uh, and your insight into this uh, episode. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll be on again next year for Christmas. <laughs> sure, you'll be back. Another with- Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be back before that. You'll probably be back. Oh, I cannot wait until Valentine's Day again. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No more magic. Yeah, well, you got a couple months, so... Yeah. Get your thinking cap on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as for our uh, our stuff... So, WWTT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's where you can find us. Yep. Uh, you can also search for us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking? And we also have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, which you can also join. Uh, we are also on Redbubble, redbubble.com slash P- just search what were they thinking on Redbubble, you'll makes, find us. Who makes those designs? You I do. I do. You do. You do. Who makes all our shirts and mugs? <laughs> <laughs> who makes all our butt plugs? <laughs> Yikes. You do. For poo. No? It's just taking a sudden turn that I was not comfortable with. i should have said no poo because it's a butt plug right but yeah so Redbubble, search for us we're on there uh we also have patreon it says patreon.com slash wwtt podcast as i said lots of great stuff uh coming up from patreon because we have two our next two episodes are picks from uh yeah next one is steven izzy and then the one after that is uh luke so yeah boss us around yeah tell us what to watch yeah next early next year one of our patrons is going to be a guest there you go. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, or on all the podcatchers: iTunes, slash Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, of course, www.ttpodcast.podbean.com, um, and you know all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I have another podcast you can also check out for Screen and Country for screenandcountry.podbean.com and you can also find that one on iTunes and Sp- Stitcher and stuff. 
And you can also follow that podcast on Twitter at BFI underscore pod. It's a podcast about the top 100 uh, British Film Institute, British movies of all British time and 19 British 99. Oh, okay. I mean, it was made in 1999. They're not a hundred British movies from the year 1999. They uh, oh. they may have been so some movies may have gotten in there that didn't deserve it if they did that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's that, and uh, I think that's it. You can also follow uh, Montrose. You got you know follow Nathan too. Super NES spavled. <laughs> yes, I have nothing really all that important to say on Twitter. <laughs> but if you want to follow him, if you want to follow me and egg you know, him hop on, on there. Uh, and send him lots of Avril Lavigne gifts. I know where you live. I know <laughs> where you live. It's yeah, far enough away. I'll get a head start. Yeah. That would have You know what they say? You never hear the bullet that gets you. Wow, this is a dark way to ring in the holidays. Well, this movie was a dark way to ring in the holidays. True. With that being said, Nathan, I do yes, have to ask you some questions. Oh, please do. I fucking didn't like this movie. That's not a question. I don't care. It's, it's more of a statement, actually. <laughs> I I didn't like this movie? Again, still. Just because you raise your voice up at the end to sound like an idiot doesn't make it a question. You know what? Fuck this movie. What were they thinking? It's time. Let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com. Hi, Bandit.